What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. What can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're diving into careers, how to make a change, and when you know it's time to make a move. How was your week? My week was good. Um, Yeah, my week was good. Aria is really into her terrible twos these days. And like she's transitioning. Well, she has transitioned. She's a toddler from like my baby to like a toddler that I actually have to parent, train, and mold. Girl. Um, so there's that in the middle of a global pandemic when we're stuck in the house. So, yeah. How was your week? I mean, it was busy. I'm really into blush again right now. Um, <laughs> I'm, what was that blush you were telling me about? Glossier, I use it's cloud paint, but I'm also th- I don't know if it's like the it's just the first blush I've really ever used, and it's not even just a blush like you can use it on your eyelids, you can use it like to pigment your lips. But I bought them because they were actually marketed to me very well through influencers, um, <laughs> which I hate that I'm that person like works with influencers but also like buys everything that they say. Like I don't know what the conversations are. Right. It's a whole thing. But yeah, so that's how it started. But you know, Rihanna came out with a like cream blush too. So I might try that next, but I'm really into blush right now. I'm trying to figure out like a new everyday skincare thing again, not skincare, but like makeup. Cause after getting my face caught, I'm like, look, I got to do this more often. Like I really want to put on makeup. So if you're in Dallas, go to Quasi. She's catch a face yes. IG. She caught our face for some amazing photos that we're excited to share soon. So yeah, she pulled it all the way together. So that's my new thing. But that's all. Like, I mean, my week's just busy. It's not anything cool. I don't have a two-year-old. I have an Ava, and she's eleven and like a grown child. And we've been to two volleyball games this week. She's actually really good though. So that's cool. So we're not like going and she's not playing. Like she's the team. Look at my girl. 
Yeah, girl. The team. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I guess let's get into it. What are we talking about today? Um, <laughs> careers. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. What are we supposed to be talking about? I feel like we started and we were like, okay, this is what we're about to do. Let's talk about our day. And then I forget that we actually have like real things to talk about. We got real content. Yeah, girl. Okay. So careers, like, what is it like? Why, um, why are we changing or why should you change careers? Right? Yeah. I think, um, especially like now during a pandemic and a recession, like all the things people are almost forced to change careers in some situations, but they're so scared to do that. And like, I think everyone knows at this point that I've been an HR recruiting guru for a minute now. Yeah. Um, And I try to encourage people to just not be afraid of taking their careers in a different, in a different journey, I guess. Um, I think so often we get so focused on, I went to school for this, my career path is this, and I'm going to be wedded to this career, but that's not how it has to be, like, especially with the millennial generation. Um, Older generations think we're hoppy, we're flaky, but I think what we're witnessing is just a generational shift in the workplace where we aren't our parents, we aren't our grandparents, where you stayed with a company for 30, 40, 50 years and then retired. That's just not what's happening with our generation. And we value family over work. And so sometimes that in order to get that balance, we have to make a career change. Um, And I know in in my, when I'm coaching women, women are often even more scared to make a change than the men that I've coached. because, you know, with women, we're, we're just susceptible to greater challenges, if you will, because we are bearing children and we're yeah. often the ones that leave the workforce to take care of um, older or sick family members. Like oftentimes men don't have to deal with that. So they're more nimble in changing their careers. So I would just encourage women to really evaluate the career that you're in and does it really make you happy Um, Do you wake up every morning feeling revived and excited to go do the work? If not, change. There's no no shame in it. There's no harm in it. Um, No, I think it's, I honestly think that's like a huge, um, this is a huge topic. And this is completely your lane. I know I come to you all the time asking about like career stuff and like how to go about things. Um, and I'm almost right now in a weird place because I think, you know, I changed my career from working in nonprofit work when I first graduated to like doing that for some years and being like, Hey, like, I think I'm ready to do something else. And then I go back to school so that I could shift careers and actually turn out great. And then I was like, okay, I want to shift careers again, but this time I only want to work for myself. So I pursued entrepreneurship, but now I'm like, I almost want to shift again. Like there's so many things, you know, so what do you think? And that is hoppy. And I hear that a lot. Like our generation is very much so like we don't stick to one thing and stay like our parents used to stay in workplaces for 20 years just so they could get their benefits or whatever. Now it's like, I'm bored of this. I want to like (laughs) do more and do something new. Um, 
And, and do you see a lot of that when you, I mean, I guess when you are working with, with people? Like, I do. And I really am trying to get our generation and just employers in general to stop seeing it as hoppy because that okay, yeah. often is, um, but that's how they describe it. But it's off that often comes with like a negative connotation and it isn't necessarily always negative. It's just, you know what you want. And if this employer isn't giving it to you, then I'm on to the next, whether that be, I need to make more money. I need to look for advancement, whatever it is. Like there is something positive that's driving you to jump ship and look for your next opportunity. Um, so I will say like the average tenure for a millennial is three to five years. Like yeah. if you have a millennial longer than that, kudos to you. You must be really doing something to keep that employee engaged. Um, and that's because millennials, we feel like, hey, I don't need to watch the clock, if you will, right? Like I don't need to sit in a, a HR generalist role for five to 10 years to prove to you that I've mastered it. Once I feel like I've mastered it, I've gotten exposure. If you're not willing to make me an HR business partner or an HR manager, like that next step in my career, I'm going to go somewhere where I can get that opportunity and ultimately generate more income. So I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and i really, I feel like that's how I seen this thing on Twitter the other day where this guy was like, I've made a career shift. I've had, I don't know if this is a big, this is like good, but he's like, I've had three jobs in the last six years. <laughs> No, and it's he, good. Yeah, and he was like, but every time I moved, I made d more money than I did before. And so I think that's another reason that millennials are moving. Or I know that's what my thing was. I was like, I don't feel like I'm progressing. Like, I don't want a title boost. Like, I could care less about that, right? right? It's like, I feel like sometimes you get into these companies and there's a title change, but then your salary isn't continuing to go or like, it's only a small bump. And you know, they give an annual review and you typically get like a percent bump, but we're not waiting around for that anymore. And I think that that's smart um, on our part, but I do think it's creating a shift in the way that, um, you know, you can hire and work with people. And I think loyalty is a big thing that comes with working with millennials now. It's like, are they going to be loyal to this company or are they going to be hopping around? And so my prediction is that there is going to be a lot of like solopreneurship, right? Or like, um, what, are, what are independent contractors or, you know, like that. And I like that type of work. You know, I technically, that's what I do. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I hire people, I like to hire that way. It's like you empowering you to be your own company and collaborate in that manner. And I think that's where the shift is going, especially considering how millennials work now. I think it'd be pretty powerful to build companies as like groups of entrepreneurs that all have a specialty and they have to work for their core business structure, you know? Yeah. Um, that's not just the prediction, but yeah, I think that that's the way. Yeah, no, you're spot on. So in the HR industry, we're calling it gig work. Um, gig work, yeah. Gig work, yeah. And we're starting to see these gig pods, if you will. So mm -hmm. if you're coming to the table with a strong marketing background, I'm coming to the table with a strong HR recruiting background. Someone else is coming to the table with a strong 
you know, developing background. Okay, well, I'm going to take care of getting you guys the right contract talent for the project. Ali, you're going to take care of the marketing and all the communications. And then Jane Doe is going to take care of all of the development. So we're making money and we're pushing money through this gig pot, if you will. I'm yeah. not responsible for your payroll. You're not responsible for mine. Exactly. We work independently. We have an agreement that says, you know, this is what you're responsible for. Essentially the scope of the work, the price of the work, we can all make money and spend with each other um, and then pull in clients that way. So that's definitely something that's shooting up in popularity, especially with millennials, um, especially with, um, because millennials are, older than people think right like girl we are some of us are kissing 40 like we aren't the teen boppers in the club we shouldn't be at least um and so millennials say that i don't be in the club but okay you be in the club girl get me (laughs) but (laughs) but like millennials we are more established now we might have families we have life partners so something else that's super important to us is flexibility. Like I can't work nine to five. Like I might be able to do seven to noon and then I'm going to get back on from six to 10 at night because I'm a mom first. So this rise in gig pods and gigs is really taking off because large corporations, while they're starting to get work-life balance and flex schedules, they're not quite there yet. And millennials are at the point where we got a little bit of change in our pocket. We don't have to necessarily rely on traditional corporate work. So yeah. we're pulling together and building these gig pods. And no, I love that. Off, it's like a great side gig. And then once you build it up, you're at a point to where you can leave your traditional nine to five and just focus solely on being a solopreneur, independent contractor in one of these gig pods. Yeah, no, I love that there's like a term in the HR world for it. Cause like, I've been telling Albert this for forever, for like years at this point where I'm like, this is the way that things are. Like, this is the way people have to work, especially women. Like, you know, not that we have these limitations when it comes to working and, and climbing corporate ladders or whatever, but it's more so like the flexibility is essential. It makes you feel a little bit more empowered to get things done when you have, when you can, you know? And I think with COVID, like um, seeing, uh, having companies have to go remote and seeing how they're, like that is gonna be a game changer too. I predict that like next year, there's gonna be so many companies that don't go back because they're like, actually, like my employees were productive doing what they had to do. So why pay a lease? Yeah. Like to watch people, to monitor people, you know? No. Um, I think that I'm glad that there's a word for that. Yeah. And that's the way of the future. And I actually yeah. have a friend, and I'm going to tell you this little story. Tell and you me, tell girl. me your professional advice for her. <laughs> so she's worked in the same job um, as an LO for like years. And she's so as she an LO. What's an uh, LO? Lo, sorry, loan officer. So she's worked in an LO for years at this point. She like it's a smaller company, but they she's like build herself up in the company where she's pretty like she does well, right? Yeah. 
but she absolutely hates it. Like absolutely hates it. And she's miserable. It's like, just hates it. So she wants to like make a career shift, but she's stuck. Cause she's like, I've been doing this for years since I was young. Like, and I've been here like 10 plus years. Like, what do I do? Like when people are in that situation where they've only done one type of job, perfected it, mastered it, been at it for 10 years, don't necessarily have the resources or want to go back to school to make the shift. Like what are, like, what do you do in that situation or what are careers that you can go into? Yeah. So, I mean, you can always, people get hung up in, I've been a loan officer for X amount of years, but you have skills that can transfer. I'm not saying you can go and be an accountant, but (laughs) as a loan officer, do you have sales skills? Do you have negotiation skills? Yeah. Um, Do you have high attention to detail? Like different things like that. Those, have you trained other loan officers that can pivot you into a career for training and development where you train people how to be loan officers or some some other training in that field that's relevant. You can pivot that and say, okay, I'm going to go be an executive administrative assistant to the chief over this department because I've got attention to detail. I've obviously got calendaring. I've got project coordination experience because I've had to manage the loan Um, approval process and that within itself is a mini project. I mean, there's so many ways you could offshoot into different careers. Um, And that's where I think people get hung up. They say like, oh, I've done this for 10 years. Like this is the only thing I know how to do. But in order to be successful in that role, you've picked up other skill sets that can take you and launch you into other careers. So I never want someone to think that they're like boxed in because most often, like if you work on a car assembly line, we might have to get a little creative, but <laughs> if you work a corporate role and, and you're in an office setting, you've got administrative skills, most likely you've coached or trained other people. Um, like there are other things that you can do with those soft skills that can pivot you out of that role. So then the fear is always, and I know that this is probably a concern with, with my friend is that when you do decide to like hop into another career, so to say, and start over the salary, you know, like if you've built a substantial salary working as a LO and like, you know, you own a home, you have a kid, like you have all these responsibilities now, but you're miserable in your job and don't have the the flexibility to just like not not have a job right yeah um you know do you still get like if i'm switching careers is there the potential of like getting that same type of salary well it's going to depend right you can't go from like an hr executive want to get out of hr and then switch to i don't know office manager like I, I you know there's yeah so like obviously no but um one way that people can combat that is switching jobs within the company that they're already in because oh. oftentimes companies won't take money away from you now and i say that with the caveat oftentimes so let's say you are this loan officer and you want to pivot into training and development well you might not necessarily have to start at the bottom if you're staying within your company. One, because you have internal knowledge that an external training and development person 
won't come with. Two, you've already got a proven track record of how you deliver, how strategic you are, what your output is. So there's a very good chance that you won't lose money if you pivot your career within your, your same organization. Now, yeah. once you get some years under your belt and get going in that new, you know, on that new career journey, then you can make a move externally and you shouldn't have to, you know, drop and pay at that point because now you've got some years of experience. That makes sense. So that's what I recommend. Like if, if money is going, if, if you're going from a high wage position and you want to pivot into something that's going to be much lower wages, I recommend you do that pivot within your company because most often companies won't take money away. Yeah. No, that's the smart, that's smart. That makes a lot of sense too. That was not the advice I gave because I just am not an HR professional. <laughs> but I was, I was like, yes, live your life. Like quit your job, sister. Like to oh you. Oh my God, you're so she's crazy. like, Allie, I got responsibilities. Right. Like, yes, we all do. Save a couple, couple thou wows and then go live your life. Right. No, yeah, and, but and it's not that easy. Creative. Like they could always build her a hybrid role where she's yeah. got one foot in loan officer world and one foot where she wants to be. So she can really gain that experience. Um, I know at my company, we have stuff called, or a, an option called guest starring. And so if I'm a, um, let's say I'm a recruiting coordinator and I'm really interested in, I don't know, I don't even know. What's an example? I'm really interested in being a software developer. Okay. Yeah. I can say, okay, I have to dedicate 80% of my time to my recruiting coordinator responsibilities. And the other 20%, I'm going to take on a project in software development. Um, yeah. So I gain exposure and that really gives me a chance to one, gain experience, see what the team dynamic is, still have some deliverables um, in that space and really get firsthand experience of, is this really something I want to do before I pivot my whole career into something? And then I've pivoted, gotten in there and realized this is not what I want to do. Yeah. I think that, that the, the message in everything that you're saying too is that side hustles and like other having something outside of the work that you do is important, right? Yeah. Like, because even if you have like a side hustle that's not within the company that you're working on something you're passionate about, you can eventually spin that into something that, you know, could make money. Um, so no, I think that that's like sound. And I think with the way that things are now and people are more apt to, st to have a side hustle and have these different ventures and want to do a lot of different things, that's the way to do it is like keep your job figure something else out yeah yeah i'm gonna give that advice well i'm <laughs> gonna tell her to listen to our podcast and then i'm gonna break it down for her even more you go girl well i'm hoping our listeners take this <laughs> advice as they're trying to figure out uh, is their current career right for them or if they want to pivot and do something different you can always hit us up with questions we're always happy to give you even more insight uh, to make sure you're working um, and living your best <laughs> life because our careers are what take up most of our waking hours and so yes you gotta love it yeah
This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Alley on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O. 